Welcome to the Green Screen of Death. My name is Adrian. And my name is Bill. So we're on episode 96. I got two sports people. Oh, okay. Uh, Tomas Holmstrom from the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> okay, yeah. Defenseman. There you go. You might know this one. Cortez Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Seattle Seahawks. Oh, nice. Hall of Famer. Hell yeah. Defensive. Right on. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Still edging closer to number 100. Dude, we're, yeah, we're one step closer. We'll see if we get there. <laughs> it's been a volatile couple months. It has. You never know what's going to happen you with our podcast. Know. That's right. Well, what have you been up to? Oh, fuck, dude, not much. I'm, I'm so busy. This Christmas season seems to be very packed with stuff to do. Every night there seems to be something going on if I'm not working. Yeah. Yeah. I went to a, I went to a couple parties on the weekend. Nice. Uh, I hate parties. Oh. I'm not much of a drinker. Oh, yeah. And everybody kind of gets weird when you don't drink. Oh, right. It's really strange. Yeah. I don't get that. So my, my, my new move is to get a, a glass, put some rocks in it, and a little ginger ale. Nice. And people think you're drinking a mixed drink. <laughs> there you go. Such a move. Yeah. But yeah, I'm busy and I'm tired. I just kind of want to sit on my couch and watch football, but nice. I don't seem to have time to do that. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Hopefully this, hopefully this weekend I'll be able to relax. That's cool. Yeah. How about you? Uh, just, I've been busy, man. Like uh, um, voiceover work, try, trying to buckle down and finish that documentary about Stanley Park. So that's been tough. The editing process is really hard because I mess up my words a lot. I just need to work on that. Nice. Um, also working on a website. I think I told you about that. I, uh, a personalized website and I'm going to be writing mostly blog posts. I'm going to be actually launching a solo podcast. It's, I'm going to keep it short, like 15 to 30 minutes. And sometimes I'll interview people. You say that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I want to have like, I, I really enjoy podcasts that are bite size. Like, Dude, I, I remember when we first started, we were like, yeah, so, uh, so maybe no more than an hour. Yeah, that's true. When we first started yeah. yeah right yeah we'll see but i think when i do interview people those will probably go a bit longer and uh yeah it's just going to be centered on like gaming and uh also voiceover shit and just whatever whatever comes to mind why you're a streaming god <laughs> that's right I'm trying to be trying to be but i've got some really good thoughts on that and uh, a lot of people say that you know with streaming it's it's awesome to do it but it's not a good way to grow as a content creator because you're just like the way i compare it is like it's like you're playing a rock show at like a shitty little little restaurant in the middle of nowhere and like your your good friends show up and sometimes they bring a couple friends and your family's there but because it's in the middle of nowhere nobody will find your your show hey it worked for hedvig <laughs> there you go yeah maybe i'll be the headwig of uh of streaming but uh the the thing is like just streaming is not a way to grow on that platform unless you're like a god at you know modern warfare or apex legends <laughs> or something uh, that's cool uh any big christmas plans not really no staying close to home yeah me too i don't probably really... see 1917 in the big screen yeah i can't wait to see that on the big screen yeah I, I sh I'll probably see all the movies I've already seen on the big screen. Nice. Just, I'll probably end up seeing Skywalker again with friends. Oh, and, hell yeah. Because none of them will see it the first weekend. They'll be like, uh. it's too busy. <laughs> I don't get that mentality. And I'm like, it's fucking assigned seating, you 
bastards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not really a Christmas guy. Yeah. I don't have a tree. Oh, that's right. I didn't notice that. No, I don't, I don't really <laughs> do that kind tree, of stuff. Where's your tree, man? Where's your decorations? Yeah, there, there, there's no red wing stockings around here. <laughs> that's uh, right. I used to have one. Okay. But uh, no, not into that kind of stuff. Right on. I, I stopped, I used to have cats and they used to knock the trees over. Oh, yeah. Like, they're they, assholes. They would like tag team it. Oh, jeez. It was hardcore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not much of a Christmas guy. I hear you. Did you uh, Did you enjoy uh, David Ehrlich's uh, Top 25 video? Oh, the, dude, it's so good. Dude has just got, like, the most amazing sense of editing. Yeah. And, and use of music and yep. this timing. Timing is yep. incredible. Yeah. What I love is the common themes he finds throughout the movies that play this year and uh, all the best movies, of course. And he has other ones that are kind of in the intro that's kind of designed to throw you off and be like, oh, that movie's going to be in here. No, it's just. Yeah. Like in the intro, it's all about people dancing. Yeah. And celebrating. All these like really awesome shots. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is just, I would have never thought of this. Like yeah. if I, if it was my job to do it, yeah. I would never have thought of this. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. just doing it all- like on the side yeah yeah probably not really that good at it either he, or so he thinks and yeah. everybody watches it and it's like oh my god yeah it's so incredible but uh what what's crazy is a lot of high profile people look forward to it i think i saw Pat, Patton oswalt talking about it yeah that's that's awesome well, everybody looks forward to it yeah every year we yeah. all want to know when the, the the video is coming out yeah and he had a kid this year Oh, that's right. And I'm like, oh, dude, is that going to delay the video? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I, I know, lovely that you had a child, but where's the goddamn video? <laughs> what, what? The damn family getting in the way? Come on. <laughs> Just give it to us. Yeah. But it's awesome. And if you haven't seen it, uh, Google it. Uh, David Ehrlich, 25 best films of 2019. It's it's incredible. Yeah. And watch every one that he's made. Uh, watch them all if you haven't seen them. It, it's a beautiful celebration of film and art and just uh i get really emotional while watching them because i love a lot of the same films and even if i don't love them the way he does like it's his list so it's just fun to see what he enjoys he has this amazing beat this year yeah uh, with uh Ter- the terrence malick film a hidden life oh yeah and neil diamond yeah oh yeah. Oh my god it's it so works good. so well <laughs> it should not work at all but totally. man, i was just like you're a genius yeah like, that's just so incredible yeah uh speaking of uh top 25 videos or top 10 videos our friend will lindis uh on the 31st is dropping his video oh cool look out for it oh hell yeah it's gonna be awesome yeah, we'll have to share it on our, all of our socials and everything. Yeah, because he did his first one last year. For it being his first video, I thought That's it was right. pretty damn good. So Hell yeah. hopefully he's uh, learned a few tricks cool. and uh, upped his game a little bit. Yeah, right on. Yeah. We'll look forward to that. Yeah. And on that topic, anybody listening, if you want to share your top 10 films of the year, uh, hit us up. And we, we started that maybe a couple of years ago, right? Sharing yeah, other people's lists. It looks like we might be our next show might be the top 10 list. Yeah. I think so. I think we're pretty much done. <laughs> yeah. Adrian's still got a few to watch, but... Yeah, there's a couple. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I've been done for a couple of days. <laughs> that's right. I'm just coasting. Seen everything. Well, I haven't seen Cats. Oh, that's true. I haven't seen Skywalker. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty much done. Hell yeah. And uh, it feels pretty good. Nice. None of this uh, gotta wait till January bullshit. Yeah. It's no, quite nice. Middle of January, waiting for Birdman to come out here. <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, it's been nice, but cool. uh, yeah, this it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a hard top ten list. It will be. There's it's some been a great uh, year. There's gonna be some some choices made. Yeah, 
Oh, definitely. And, and they're going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I th- I predict this year, like our lists are always different, but I think this year will be just all over the map. So I'm going to laugh at your list twice this year? <laughs> Probably, at least. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We will never forget that time you laughed at me for putting the raid on my mid-year list. It's like, what's the raid, dude? I'm terrible. <laughs> I, have, I have no shame. That's all good. Yeah. It's all good. One of us has to be the heel around here. Yeah. Me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but hey, uh, I can't I can't wait to hear your list. Yeah, man. Can't wait to hear other people's lists. Yeah. I like I like to hear what other people think too. Just I talk to Adrian a lot. I yeah. kinda I kinda know exactly what would probably be on his oh, list. Probably, yeah. But but when other people shock me with some obscure film that i've never heard of and i'm like cool mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah so yeah. yeah give us your lists we'll read them on the air yeah because why not right hell yeah yeah exactly all right so let's move on let's start with the rant uh do you want me to go first I'll yeah go, i'll uh, go first yeah, whatever you want man. i'll go first can i stay in the room this time yeah <laughs> you can stay in the room this Fuck time yeah. yeah um this one is a rant uh the first time i'm ranting at myself sometimes i just need to shut the f- up some i think that if anybody missed last episode i went on this dumb rant about you know the bechdel test and i still don't like the bechdel test um but the thing is it was a teachable moment for me like uh, i fully acknowledged last episode and pretty much anytime you ever want to talk to me i'm a male and being a male in this world comes with a lot of privilege so when it comes to representation in film especially for females. Um, Females are grossly underrepresented on film. So when something... when movies come out and they're predominantly male stories, um, like The Irishman, uh, some people kind of attack that. And uh, that upset me as a privileged white male. (laughs) And uh, the thing is, The Irishman and even Blind Spotting, my favorite movie from last year, even though they like inserting more of a feminist point of view or more female characters, uh, maybe that's not the answer for those. Maybe it doesn't fit into that into those movies but the thing is they're still a part of the big picture that we look at at the end of the year when we talk about movies directed by females uh written by females starring uh, a strong female lead so maybe it's not the biggest piece of the pie when we look at the the picture at the end of the year but it's still a part of it and you know scorsese is one of the most prolific filmmakers of our time and uh you know i'm not sure what i'm saying here but uh, maybe what i said last time was just me being uh, a whiny baby and uh I, i'm going to open my ears to the things that people say and uh the complaints that people say because it obviously i think that they it obviously is coming from somewhere for a very valid reason and uh i talk about all I talk about it all the time. As an indigenous male from Canada, there's no representation for indigenous people um, when it comes to movies. Like, what was the last big one we reviewed? It was like Wind River. And, uh, you know, that's part of the conversation too. Blood Quantum coming soon. Oh, Blood Quantum. That's true. Yeah. And that's coming, uh, I think, the first third of of the year. But anyway, I just need to think these things out. And uh, not really go there without first analyzing the big picture. So, yeah, I'm a dummy. End rant. Here's the thing. It takes a big man to say that you'd have made a mistake. Yeah. And that was good of you. Uh, you as you said, it's a learning experience. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my rant is about all you bastards right now in L.A. 
watching Star Wars, who in two hours are going to go on Twitter and ruin fucking Star Wars. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all of you. And fuck all the people who will see it tomorrow and do the same thing. Like Cats screened yeah. earlier today. And I went on Twitter and I quote, this is what somebody said. I saw the new Cats movie and it's way more horny than I thought it would be. Oh, really? Fuck you too. <laughs> no way. <laughs> really? Damn. Fuck you too. Oh. I, just shut up. Yeah. It's yeah. like a week. Yeah. How are we supposed to survive in, in this time? I, I should be able to go on Twitter and see my sports scores and how stupid Bernie Sanders is or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not feel like I'm going to get spoiled yeah. on a movie. Oh, yeah. That we've all been waiting for for two years. Yeah. It's just another week, you pricks. Yeah. Yeah, man. Rant out. It's that time of year, dude. I told you about a, I think I sent you the tweet. When a quote-unquote critic spoiled Phantom Thread like weeks before it was released because they got a screener. And I said, this this happened in Phantom Thread because you did go to a press screening. I saw a press screening of it. Probably yeah. saw it before that person and didn't yeah. fucking ruin it for you. And I yeah. fucking do a podcast with you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, you were very careful not to say a damn thing about that movie until we reviewed it. And then uh, I sent you that tweet and you're like, yeah, that's a huge fucking spoiler. That's, that's bullshit. And... Uh, it had to do with, like, the food he was eating and stuff like that. Yeah. Movie, and it was a pretty big plot point. It's a pretty big plot point. Yeah. So I went in knowing that was going to happen. And that ruin, kind of ruined the experience for me. I still love the movie. Yeah, it was your number one of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be dicks, man. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. It's not hard. No. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, like, how can we never ruin the Fast and Furious movie? <laughs> it's always a movie I want to see. <laughs> That's right. I care less about those films. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like, tell me Hobbs came on Shaw's face. Please. Like, tell me that. Let it happen. <laughs> we need to know how that plays out or how they interpret that that relationship. We need answers because all we have is fan fiction on my, uh, on my uh, Google Drive. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's move on before this turns into a whole episode of ranting. So uh, this, this uh, episode is brought to you by Oscar Screeners. Hell yeah. Yeah, let's go. And it's all spoiler free here, folks. We're yeah. not going to be giving away any plot points. We're not, uh, we're just happy to be able to talk about these movies and get you excited for stuff that'll be out in the next month or so. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, I have Uncut Gems written down first. That'll work. Let's talk about Uncut Gems. So, for anybody hiding under a rock, what is this movie all about? Uh, directed by the great Josh and Benny Safdie, a charismatic. New York jeweler, always on the lookout for the next big score, makes a series of high-stakes bets that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. Ooh. Or not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler, the great Lakeith Stanfield, Adina Menzel, Kevin Garnett, and the great Eric Bogosian. Yeah. And The weekends in it, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, holy shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, wow, wow, yeah. wow. We all both think we really loved Good Time. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was such a huge step up from their really first, their, 
Heaven Knows What was such a terrible film, and yeah. Good Time was such a great film. Yeah. And I think this is even a, more of a step up. You think this so, This one eh? is, feels so much more polished. Yeah. Way better shot. That's true. Good Time was really well shot. This one is like, they feel like really confident directors now. Well, did you see who shot this movie? Uh, it's Darius uh, Kanji. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's done a lot of big films. Yeah. Just before, I, I just want to read some of these movies out. Amour, Seven, Midnight in Paris, Okja, and Lost City of Zed, and a bunch of others, man. The Safties are hitting the big time, man. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, incredible. Kanji's the man. Uh, wow. Uh, this, this, as I said, this feels like a step up, man. Uh, better, like, and it feels like they're taking more chances. Oh, yeah. And this film is just freaking, like, tension. Oh, yeah. In, like, two hours. Yeah. Holy I was like, I white knuckled it for like the last hour of this film. Oh, yeah. It's intense. I think I white knuckled like the whole thing. (laughs) Sandler, he's so, he's, he's making these choices in the movie and you're just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, relax, man. Uh, And, and they built the whole movie around the lead. Yeah. And holy shit, man. Adam Sandler is game. Yeah. Just killing it. Hell yeah. Anybody who, who watches those shitty Netflix Adam Sandler films are in for a treat when they yeah. watch this film because he's yeah. on another level in this movie. He's he's I would say he's phenomenal, dude. And uh, is it your favorite performance of the year? Um, I think it's I don't think it I, I think it's one of them. It's up there. Yeah, like when it when it comes to to male performances, I think of Sandler. I think of uh, Brad Pitt and uh, Adam Driver. Those are pro- the first three names. That DiCaprio. Come to mind. Oh, yeah, DiCaprio, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Pitt in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty much in every frame of the film. Yeah. So, other than, like, a few scenes, he is carrying the entire film on his shoulders. Yeah. And he's bench pressing it. Yeah. He's just doing work. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, if he's if he's not at least nominated for Oscar for this, there's something really wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, because... It, it would just be on his reputation. Mm-hmm. Like nobody watched the film then. Cause yeah. if you watch it, he's in. Oh yeah. He's that good. Yeah. Uh, and everybody else around him. Oh yeah. Also doing great, great work. Yeah. Including the really great Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Who knew? Who knew dude? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> he played himself really well. And like, that can't be easy. And the dude has charisma. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. You, you, you don't learn that. You just have it. Yeah. And homie's got charisma. Yeah. He's like a seven foot one giant dude mm-hmm. who just c- comes to play. Yeah. Basketball or acting. Yeah. Motherfucker is great. Yeah. And Lakeith Stanfield is one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. We've been beating his drum for a very long time. Yeah. He is great. Ever since Short Term 12 yeah. for us, right? And he's so amazing in that film if you, yeah. if you haven't seen Short Term 12. But man, he is just, he's a complicated asshole. Yeah. He's, he's a jeweler, he's a husband, he's an adulterer, and he, he's, and he likes to fucking gamble. He's a degenerate. Oh my God, does he gamble yeah. in the worst stupid, stupid, stupid situations. Yeah. He, you're just like, dude, no. Yeah. Don't, no, don't do that. <laughs> what are you doing? And he just keeps on doing it. And <laughs> the stakes keep on getting higher. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, I need some fucking pills watching this film. Yeah. yeah. But in a good way. <laughs> That's true. Like, it's really good. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, they, they came to play with this film, man. Yeah. This film is not playing at all. It yeah. is just nuts. Yeah. And uh, it works really well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I love this film. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Same here. And uh, I thought Good Time was like, like as good as they were going to get. That film was so experimental and shot mm-hmm. and so incredibly well, like with, yeah. the, with, the, with all the dye packs and oh, all that yeah. shit. This movie just, it's polished, mm-hmm. but also with that fucking just renegade spirit. Oh, yeah. And it, holy shit, does it work. It's really exciting. Yeah. Because the, yeah, sure, some of these movies exist in certain forms like in in bits and pieces but like the collective whole of what's going on here is just so cool to see it all come together and uh to see sandler just so into this role like for a while i forgot it was adam sandler i was just like i'm watching some piece of shit be a piece of shit for two hours and you're and you're wondering how the hell is he getting away with this yeah if it were you and you and me would have been shot (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's just so intense oh exactly And he's always got some sort of stupid plan to try to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're thinking, is he actually going to... No, 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 no. He's he's doing something even dumber. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And what I love about it is they layer on the story as well. Like, it just keeps getting layered on and it keeps getting more complex and like you're just like a lot of holy shit and aha moments and oh i didn't know that person is involved in such and such and um one person i want to mention is julia fox uh i believe she's a newcomer uh she plays uh his mistress i guess slash employee slash employee slash girlfriend yeah and uh she's fantastic man she's got an energy to her that i was just completely drawn to and uh you know she's i thought she was fantastic in this i was i was really impressed and for her to like go toe-to-toe with sandler and everybody else in this movie i was just i was very impressed i like how he literally owes everybody money yeah like every like Every bookie in town is looking for him. Yeah, Even the and lo- every jeweler. The lowest <laughs> of the low bookies who are like just complete schmucks are looking for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Un- he owes everybody money. <laughs> yeah. Like the word degenerate is probably not good enough for him. Yeah, there's got to be a new term developed yeah. for this guy, this character. What I love about watching these movies, um, Good Time and Uncut Jams, is I, I really enjoy these common factors in the Safdie Brothers films, like the urgency, the stress, and bad people doing bad things, but you can't help but kind of root for them, because there's something... I don't know. I don't know if I'm on an island here, but there's something kind of lovable about what Sandler's character is <laughs> doing here, and Connie from Good Time. Yeah. Um, but Connie had a mission. That's true. Yeah, he did. He. It was all about his brother. Yeah. There was no brother in this film. That's true. It's yeah. just himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he. I don't even know if he loves himself or even likes himself in this I film. Don't know if he does. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just not a very nice person. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just love the way they don't pull any punch in their films and it they just they do take risks and this one pays off in a big big way and uh i was my body was sore after yeah, i dude, watched this this movie is pretty punk rock and it's pretty funny like i can imagine like all the academy members watching their oscar screener of uncut gems and just <laughs> yeah. getting their ass kicked by this <laughs> yeah. film <laughs> oh yeah it's a very stressful watch. some some 70 year old white dude watching uh adam sandler oh, yeah. thinking he's gonna get like happy gilmore or something yeah. like that uh, nope Definitely i got news not. for you yeah but yeah, it's one of the best films of the year. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty stunning piece of work. Yeah, and uh, it opens on Christmas Day. 
That's right. If you live in the U.S., yeah, there is no theatrical distribution for uncut gems in Canada. That's crazy. Uh, nobody picked it up, so Netflix picked it up. Yeah, it'll be showing on Netflix next year in Canada. That's outrageous. So unless you have a, a really cool booker like Tom Charity in Vancouver at Van City who booked it for the first week in January, yeah. you can't see Uncut Gems that's, in Canada. That's outrageous to me. Outrageous. So. Yeah, find it. Find it. Support it's it. freaking great. Yeah, it's a great film. Be a part of the conversation because I know we don't like the awards here, but it will be a big part of the conversation when award season roll, rolls around. I can't see it getting like best picture. It's, no. it's too harsh. It is. But yeah. just it's all about Sandler. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. I think he deserves recognition. He's been mm-hmm. good multiple times. Oh, yeah. This isn't a fluke. Yeah. This is like the fourth or fifth time he's done this. Yeah. Like, a couple of years ago, he was in a really good Noah Baumbach film yeah. that nobody talked about. Yeah, that's true. Like it's it, he does this regularly. Yeah, and look at uh, Punch Drunk yeah. Love. Yeah, and uh, it's incredible. Funny people. Yeah, he's he he can be really good. Yeah, you just don't know it because he does like two or three Netflix films a year, and they're yeah on the worst of the year list. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see him doing more projects that are not his own films. Works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on, man. Yeah. Even even like even Click. I really enjoyed him in Click. I don't know. What's your what are your thoughts on Click? Am I am I way out there? It's all right. I cried during Click. Really? Yeah. There was a moment that made me cry. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I out of out of his old films, I like Happy Gilmore and Happy Gilmore. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I don't like the other ones. Oh, no? What was the... Like I, Billy I, Madison. I love Billy nah, Madison. That's okay. Yeah. Like, I don't like Waterboy or... Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of those. Awful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, this is the goods. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Seek this Hell one yeah. out. Hell, yeah. Check it out. What are we doing next, sir? Uh, let's move on to something completely different. <laughs> the opposite of stressful, maybe. Uh, let's talk about Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a that's a good counterbalance, I yeah. think. So what, why don't you tell us about Little Women? The second film from Greta Gerwig. That's right. Uh, four sisters come of age in America in the aftermath of the Civil War. Saoirse Ronan. Emma Watson, Florence Pugh, Eliza Scanlon, Timothy Chalamet, Louis Garrel, and Laura Dern. Hell yeah. So this is not the 1994 version. No. 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 With, with Winona Ryder and Kirsten Dunst and Claire Danes and Christian Bale. Hey. Yeah. Remember that? I Christian, do. Christian Bale, all heartthrobby. That's right. That was good stuff. Uh, God, I... I, I this is embarrassing. No, man. I really like this movie. Dude, I love period pieces. Everybody loves this movie. I love period pieces. Yeah. I love the story. I love the acting. Yeah. Sersha's great. She's awesome. And uh, I cried. There you go. Whatever. I think that's awesome, dude. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really sweet film. It is. Uh, <laughs> I have a little problem with it's. It's got a really kind of wonky split narrative right and it doesn't always work yeah but i think it overcomes it mm-hmm. and i think it's a very good film yeah i don't think it's as good as ladybird yeah i'm comparing the two right um but i think she's a really talented filmmaker the film looks really good hell yeah the script is really tight the acting is really great and it's not just Sersha. 
Mm-hmm. Florence Pugh is amazing in this film. She's she's fantastic, man. She steals like every scene she's in. <laughs> but she's been good for years. Yeah, that's true. This should this isn't her coming out party. Did you all miss Midsummer? <laughs> that's right. Like for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Uh, like fighting with my family. That she was good in that. Like she was so next level in uh, Midsummer. Yeah. Like she'll probably get nominated for uh, Little Women, mm-hmm. and it should be for Midsummer. That's and, true. And she should win because you combine <laughs> the two and, and it becomes a massive thing. <laughs> That's right. So I might have seen Adrian's rating on this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Adrian, <laughs> what, did, did what, I, did, what did you think of Little Women? Why did I hate this movie? <laughs> no, I didn't hate it. And I'll be the first to come out and say this. It's not a big secret. You love period pieces. Uh, I'm on the defensive when they come out. I, I just, I don't know what it is. I, I think, I think legit, I think a big part of it is I'm a brown dude. So, <laughs> you know, white people putting on fancy dresses and fancy tuxes and being in a period piece automatically is, you know, that's settler shit right there. <laughs> like that's the, those are the people who conquered my people. Maybe that's it. Maybe the root of it is that, that that's part of it. Adrian is the uh, number one fan of Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I don't even think I've seen the trailer for the, the movie or any of the show. But um yeah, that kind of stuff puts me on the defensive right away, but the favorite last year just like kicked my ass. Because that was the anti-period piece. That's true. It really is. Like the first scene in that film, they get uh she gets out of the carriage and falls in shit. Yeah. Like that's that, true. That, that's the tone of the film right yeah. there. And there's, there's a nothing guy, like that. There's a guy film. jerking off right across from her in the in the stagecoach. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Greta Gerwig, <laughs> yeah. Yorgos Lanthimos. <laughs> <laughs> there were no masturbation scenes in this one. Maybe that's what it was missing. That you know of. That I know of. That's true. <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, I'm a Greta Gerwig fanboy number one. Like I, I've loved her since Francis. Han. Um, I've been following her very closely. Um, it's got everything that I should love in a movie. The cast. The cast is fantastic. Like, Laura Dern. I love Laura Dern. Like, this stage in her career, I think she's really hitting some high notes. And uh, she was great in this one. Yeah, she, she hits home runs in Marriage Story. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, she's something else to watch, man. Um, what I really appreciate about this movie is, as you mentioned, the the sort of split narrative. I think it's a it's a bit of a risk. Like you said, it doesn't always work, but when it works, it's really cool. Like the edit of this and the sort of parallels they find in the split narrative, I, I find very fascinating and very interesting. So I really appreciated that because I think it would have been, I don't think it would have been as good if it were just a straightforward narrative kind of thing. And I don't want to say too much without giving anything away um but i I really truly feel like we're getting a glimpse into greta gerwig's soul and witness as she becomes more confident in her craft in all aspects of what she's doing whether it's writing directing acting producing like sign me up for anything she does i'm so excited um to see her in, in this you know getting more power and being able to do the things she wants to do also once again sign me up for a film that has a a woman director a woman writer starring four strong female leads yeah um i'm all over that hell i'll promote the hell out of that all day yeah and that's all you know we need more of that yeah you know our movie club movie coming up is pretty much the same thing oh cool and it's pretty awesome like Mm -hmm. um this doesn't happen very often yeah like as there's so much male stuff going on in hollywood that Mm -hmm. once 
I hope every little girl loves this film Hell and yeah. goes and sees it. Yeah. And then it makes a lot of money. Yeah. My, uh, I watched it with my 15 year old cousin yesterday mm-hmm. and, uh, she was absolutely in love with this film. Sweet. And, uh, she just, Thought it was the greatest thing ever. That's awesome. And she also really loved Louis Garrel oh, over right. over Timothy Chalamet. That's crazy to me. And Louis Garrel is like a forty year old man. That's right. I was like, wow, that's really strange. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's the European accent thing. Maybe. Because Chamolet's got that hair. The, the hair uh, is perfect. It is perfect. His but, hair is just But he, he's, he's, he's a little boy, whereas Louis Garrel's a man. That's I don't true. know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Saoirse's awesome. Yeah. And Florence Pugh is awesome. But I really liked Eliza Scanlon, who, uh, play, who played Beth. Okay. The uh, the the sister in the background. Right. I thought right. she was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and props for... Bringing Tracy Letts along, hell yeah, because she he should be in every movie, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, in every Greta Gerwig movie, yeah. He was so great in Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like the emotional soul of that film. Yeah, he was so vulnerable in that one. This guy's ass kicked in that film, and yeah. he felt so bad for him, but so good at the same time because he was just so positive. Yeah, and he's so good in this film. So yeah. so funny. Mm-hmm. He has little like one liners that made me howl. Oh yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, as you said, yeah, Laura Dern's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. The great Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> Anytime he shows up in something, I'm just like, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I rated it four and a half out of five. I gave Lady Bird five. Yeah. Uh, it's it's still a really good film. It's not as mm-hmm. good as Lady Bird. Yeah. But man, people are going to dig the hell out of this film. Yeah. And hope it makes a ton of money. Same here. Because I, 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 I hope they just give Greta Gerwig a blank check every year. Hell yeah. And let her make movies. Let her make whatever the hell she wants, I, man. I also wish she would do one with Noah Baumbach again. Oh. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just love those movies so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, what was the last one? Mistress Amer- Mrs. America? Yeah, that's right. It's such a great film. Yeah, it's a great one. Love that film. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a really great film. Adrian's kind of on the fence, but. Yeah, I, and I think I rated it like three and a half out of five, which is still pretty good. It's just, I'm really not the target audience for this. And I don't mind saying that. Like, it's just uh, not my kind of movie. And um, that's cool. Win some, lose some. Yeah. But the thing is, I, three and a half out of five, that's still pretty good. Uh, maybe you're, not as high as yours or everybody else's, but. You're a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> and I did not cry once. Wow. Yeah. I totally did. I felt almost nothing watching. Well, there's some stuff near the end where I, you know, you, you really, like I said, I, it feels like you're getting a glimpse into her soul. And that I responded to. Fucking Avery was just weeping watching that film. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, stop. Stop it, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. I know. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. She's seen me cry before. Oh, that's the first time. Good. That's all good, man. Yeah. I say love what you love, man. Yeah. Even if it's little women. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I think this one's going to be a big fan favorite when people see it. Cool. And I'm rooting for that. I really want people to to support this film and to, to vibe with it. Christmas Day, yo. Hell Christmas yeah. Christmas Day. Check it out. 
So we got one more. We do. This is another big get for the podcast. Let's talk about 1917. Uh, what can you tell us about this movie? <laughs> Directed by Sam Mendes. Yeah, Sam yeah. Mendes. He of... Uh, did, 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 you, did you like the, the, the Skyfall? Oh, Skyfall's like one of the all-time greats. Yeah, dude. but he also made Spectre. That's true. Which is just garbage. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you like uh, Road to Perdition? I did, yeah. That's a that really was, underrated film, it actually. Is. It's really it's quite awesome. good. He made a film called Away We Go okay. with John Krasinski. Oh, I didn't see oh, that one. So good. Really? So good. Huh. And uh yeah, he you know, he made American Beauty. Right. Take it or leave it. Yeah. We're not gonna have that argument. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah, it's same here. it's it's not aging very well though. <laughs> yeah, it's not the kind of movie where you go back and you're like, oh yeah. So uh yeah, directed by Sam Mendes. And I'm going to make this really clear, really loud, really clear. Director of photography, Roger fucking Deakins. The man. We uh, we celebrate Roger Deakins on He's this the podcast. Yeah. There is no better DP in the world than Correct. Roger Deakins. <laughs> I agree. He should have had 20 Oscars. Yeah. He only has one. That's outrageous to me. Yeah. That's just... Another reason why fuck the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Roger Deakins is the greatest cinematographer of all time. Hell yeah. Period. Hell yeah. Uh, two young British privates during the First World War are given an impossible mission, deliver a message deep in enemy territory that will stop 1,600 men and one of the soldier's brothers from walking straight into an ambush. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, George McKay, Daniel Mays, and some other people I'm not going to say because it's a bit of a spoiler. Right. We don't do that. Yeah. It's not our style. Yeah, exactly. So the first five minutes are kind of calm. Oh, Yeah. yeah that's about it so two soldiers are told to go and deliver this message and they're told the germans are gone Mm -hmm. they took off there will be no resistance from you from here to there don't worry about it yeah everything will be fine it's just two of you (laughs) just the two of you just a a walk in the park yeah put on some (laughs) jay-z it'll be great man could there be anything like further from the truth yeah this movie gets racked up in tension because they get told there's no germans yeah and you every corner you're like is there a fucking german there yeah and it gets so tension filled yeah i was freaking out (laughs) yeah yeah and they're like like they're they're crossing dangerous battlefield and like there's craters everywhere and you're just waiting for some shit to go they are crossing what was the german front line yeah and it's very obvious they haven't been gone for very long yeah oh yeah like they, they, they kick over a fire pit and it's still going yeah yeah and they're like oh they just left yeah and it's like holy shit are they still here (laughs) (laughs) who is still here and they go underground and they go into other things and they Mm -hmm. do all this stuff and it's just like oh my god yeah and then stuff happens and it's just like oh my god yeah oh yeah what a cool film it's it's out there man like it's 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 you know it kind of sounds like private ryan yeah oh it does because they're they're going to like find private ryan yeah go deliver a message yeah, yeah. but it's, it's not the same film yeah uh that film is more about tech and steven spielberg showing like explosions yeah this film is way more about tension mm-hmm. and you know the ability to overcome stuff when you're completely out of your league oh yeah because these people should not be out there yeah like they, they know it mm-hmm. and it's really scary it is yeah yeah and the the two are incredible together yeah the two leads um did you recognize the one 
Yeah, I did. Um, I recognize both of them, okay, actually. Okay, yeah. Well, the, the one guy's from Captain Fantastic. Yeah. He was yeah. one of the young kids from Fant- Captain Fantastic. Yeah. And he, he put on some weight, eh? He did. Got really tall yeah. and got broad shoulders. He filled and out. Filled yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, the other guy is Daniel Mays. He's kind of a... A British character actor. Yeah. He's, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Wow. Uh, I, I kind of loved this film. Nice. Uh, I thought it was really incredible. Yeah. Uh, it was not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really surprised by it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed it too. I um, I didn't know what, you, same as you, because I don't, there was like one teaser that came out before this, right? Or yeah, and it just kind of showed like a little bit of explosions war, and explosions. And, yeah, and you're like, it's oh, not even that film. There's a war movie. Yeah, and yeah. it's not that at all. And there's maybe less than ten minutes of war, of like fighting in the film. Yeah, if that. And we haven't talked about the concept, which hasn't been a big secret going into it. How it's shot. Do you want to talk about that at all? So a lot of the scenes are one take. Yeah, there's obvious cuts. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a cut package of of one shot scenes made into a movie. Mm-hmm. And some of these one shot scenes are incredible. Oh yeah. I and it's all handheld. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Deacons. Yeah. Deacons. Yeah, man. It's really interesting because like I kept and I think this might be part of like in a dumb dumb way this will sound dumb the moment I say it out loud but I think I was getting distracted by trying to figure out how they got some of those shots when I was like okay was like did they just hand that off to somebody else did they have it on a crane and then hand it <laughs> off to somebody and then attach it to a crane and then do a crane shot well, like, it, was, it was like my first time watching Birdman that's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, so, I'm, t- I'm trying to find cuts. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the second time I watched Birdman, I actually enjoyed the film because I wasn't being so fucking technical about it. Yeah. But uh, no, I just let this one go. Yeah. But yeah, some of those shots, you're definitely thinking, yeah. do they make, toss the camera over to some <laughs> other dude? Because it's like so intense. Do they, do they have a guy who's like 10 feet tall and pass it off to a guy who's 20 feet tall? What's going on? <laughs> War is really gross. It is. And this film is not afraid to show it. Oh, yeah. It's it's harsh. Reality is really harsh in this yeah. film. Oh, yeah. Everything has a consequence. Yeah. And there's no... You can't make a stupid mistake. Yeah. Because it's, it's literally just you guys there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's so great. Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of blown away by this film. And nice. I hope it does really well. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's it's the kind of film I think it does good with Oscars. Mm-hmm. It's 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 technically really good. Uh, it's 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 not really a crowd pleaser, but people right. will will definitely like the film. Oh yeah, uh, it's I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't th- I haven't really seen something like this. It's yeah. it's I yeah one of the, one of the more surprising films of the year for me. Right on. Um, high high recommendation. Yeah. I, I got nothing but praise for this one. Hell yeah, yeah. That it's really enjoyable despite being set in a nasty war. And the thing is, you see you see a lot of stuff where you're like, yeah, I never thought about it, but you know, seeing dead bodies and stuff on the battlefield and in trenches and buildings, and you're going, yeah, that that's probably the way it looked. And yeah. Yeah, it all feels very authentic, and um, also also showing that I could never go to war. Oh yeah, I am yeah. not built for that. Yeah, I would die the first ten minutes I was there. Yeah, because I don't have the balls for that. Yeah, tell you the truth. Oh it's, yeah, uh, you you have to be a, a different person to do that, and I am not that person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, the things they witnessed, and uh, the you know like uh, just painting in broad strokes, like uh, the people that they 
trained with and lost throughout because you can tell the two of them have been through some shit together and uh, I think that's what I really appreciated about their performances is just that it felt very lived in that world felt very lived in those characters felt like they had actually been in war and uh, none of it felt far-fetched and it just felt in the, in the first scene of the film they talk about how they're starving to death more or yeah. less oh yeah like yeah. one one guy has a little piece of bread that's so like sale and tastes gross yeah and that's all the food they have yeah yeah like that's harsh it is and then they have to go go and do this massive thing yeah that's just like wow yeah I, I, i'm underfed yeah it's yeah. it's incredible yeah yeah see so it on the biggest screen you with the best sound you possibly can Hell yeah and kind of just be just surprised by this one oh, i think yeah. it's really good yeah yeah and just like any any great war movie they do encounter some really interesting characters along the way and very memorable moments which i appreciated about this film so yeah definitely high recommend from both of us i would say yeah yeah yeah. I recommend definitely check it out when it's uh, when it hits theaters during Christmas time. It's one you need to see on the big screen for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be an incredible big screen experience. It's something that won't be the same as if you're watching it at home. So definitely check it out. Well, we can move on to our next part of the show, the movie club. This is where Bill picks a movie that I haven't seen. We watch it, come back in here and talk about it. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the next uh, our, this episode's movie club? Sure. So this one is called uh, Fast Color, which uh, was on my mid-year top five list. And AJ yeah. went, huh? Yeah, I was like, what is that? Uh, so I thought, you know what? Let's try to get Adrian up to speed. Yeah. Uh, directed by Julia Hart. Uh, it's from this year. A woman is forced to go on the run when her superhuman abilities are discovered. Years after having abandoned her family, the only place she has left to hide is home. Oh, Thank you, IMDb. Hell yeah. Gugu Mbatha-Ra and uh, the great David Strathairn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the female-directed, female-written uh, superhero origin story that you didn't know you needed in your life, eh? It, it really is, yeah. And more people need to be talking about it, so fuck yeah. it, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this, uh, wow. Wow. Uh, this kind of kicked my ass when I, when I saw it. I, oh, yeah. I really, didn't, really didn't know what to expect from it other than uh, uh, Drew McWeeny really loved it at Sundance. Oh, cool. And he wouldn't shut up. Oh, really? And I'm like, I got to see this one. Hell yeah. Kept it, in the, kept it in the mind. Yeah. And it came out two years later. After it, they beat oh. at Sundance like two years ago. No way. Yeah. Played it South by last year and then came yeah. out this year. Yeah. Uh, and we need to support little films like this. Hell so yeah. definitely we got we got to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Uh, uh, I love this film, dude. Cool. It's so freaking incredible. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from it. All you told me was what you said in the beginning. It's this superhero film you didn't know you needed in your life. And it really is. Yeah. Because it's so refreshing and it's so unique and so like you know this is one of those films where you where you know when you know the guy at your at the water cooler says hollywood's out of ideas and you're like go watch fast color bro and try tell me that (laughs) like this is so exciting to watch and i just love the i think a big part of it too for me is i'm very much a mama's boy (laughs) so this movie is about three women uh, all very powerful and very knowledgeable. Um, there's there's a lot to say about the generational knowledge and how you can learn from your mom or even your daughter. 
And uh, I, I found that really refreshing and just super exciting. It moved me big time. Female characters, really well written. <laughs> yeah. What? It is so sharp. Yeah. So good. So she has superpowers. Yeah. But they're malfunctioning. Mm-hmm. She has seizures and it causes earthquakes. Yeah. And it's intense. Oh, yeah. Really intense. Yeah. Uh, but she is, it's a really, it's, it's this is, this whole movie's in the future. There's like a, a drought. Right. Uh, water is very scarce. Uh, everything is really different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is on the run and she's at a, is it, is it a diner? I think so, yeah. It meets a guy who is really nice to her mm-hmm. for no reason, really, just because he's just other than the fact that he's nice. Yeah. But he turns out to be like a scientist right. who's, who's chasing after her. So she has to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And as it said in the stupid IMDb thing, she goes home. Yeah. And she has a daughter. Yeah. Who also has superpowers. Yeah. And the, mo- and the grandmother also has superpowers. Yeah. But the grandmother and the daughter have the same power. Right. They have the ability to disassemble things with their mind and reassemble them, mm-hmm. which is really cool. It's amazing. Uh, and uh, they see colors. Right. Which is like this weird spectrum mm-hmm. thing. But she, uh, the do- the the Gugu Matha Ra character, she's really broken and doesn't see the colors. Right. Uh, it's a very simple film that I'm fucking up because mm-hmm. it's it's I'm not describing it very well. Like, it, yeah. it, it's so beautiful the way it's told. Um, like the idea of uh, African American women being in their own movie, let alone being in a superhero film. Yeah, is like so freaking original. Yeah, this doesn't happen. Yeah, like this yeah. never happens. Yeah, uh, other than like like. It's it's usually Scarlett Johansson in this oh, role, yeah. not yeah. not not Gugu and Batha Yeah, um, it's it's I, I think it's legitimately one of the really great indie films of the year mm-hmm. that costs no money at all. Yeah, and it looks like it costs ten million dollars. Oh yeah, to the point where it's getting its uh, uh, its own TV show now. Is it really? Because people have seen it now. Damn, and it's starting to pick up. And Amazon optioned it for a TV show. Wow. Because literally, this is an origin story. Yeah. This movie is a freaking origin story. Yeah. Like, any good superhero film, you know, it, this, but it has females. Mm-hmm. Director, writer, yeah. stars. Yeah. Support this one. Yeah. What I really appreciate this one is how they tell the story and you get it in bits and pieces. You can kind of put the, the pieces of the puzzle together. And there's a lot of room for interpretation in terms of why they have those powers and why uh, Gugu Mbatha Rod is not quite as in tune with her powers. And those reasons are just incredibly powerful and have a lot to say about responsibility and motherhood. And um, it just that hit really close yeah. to home, man. Like the females are big part of my life uh you know obviously i've got my wife sarah at home and i'm really close with my mother and uh on my mother's side uh their culture is is actually a matrilineal system so it's mostly females calling the shots and being in leadership roles so me following women is something that's just been in my blood from 
when I was a child and something that was taught to me. And, I, and it's a system that I think works really well because, um, you know, I, if I were to, if I, if I had the option to give superpowers to a, a male or a female, I'd choose female every damn day of the week <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, because of this movie, you know, it's, I, I think it's fantastic. I like the fact that, um, this movie didn't really have a budget, mm-hmm. but when the special effects hit, they hit hard. Oh yeah. They look incredible. Yeah. It's very There's effective. Really cool special effects in this film. Yeah, for a film that literally probably cost my Tim Horton donut run money of the whole entire <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, um, and wow, is Gugu and Batha Raw incredible? She is. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's her best work. Yeah, but she's been good for years. Yeah. Um, and as I said, um, this will be talked about for a while. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think this film is that good. People will, will f- find this film. Oh, yeah. Eventually. I think it's that good. Because, uh, you know, millions of people listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's so right. So they'll, they'll, they'll take our words like gospel. Hell yeah. Um, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you dug it. Yeah, man. Um, I, I, I Hopefully these last couple of films have uh, screwed your top ten list up. <laughs> yeah. The, there were some adjustments that had to be made in terms <laughs> of my consideration of what to put in my top ten. Right. I, that's all I care about. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I just want people to watch the movies, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, and I think that's a big part of why we're here. Why, dude? We're doing that's this. the only reason I'm here. Yeah, I'm watching them, but <laughs> I, I want other people to watch them too. Like, yeah, you know, don't, don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm full of shit. But uh, <laughs> listen to the, the the movies I recommend. Don't listen, yeah. don't listen to my my words. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I think that's why we kind of joke around by saying we are the three percent because like we'll give you our thoughts on it, but we we know deep down people will see what they want to see and they'll support what they want to support. But at the end of the day, we really hope that we can put some great films on people people's radar. Honestly, don't expect under the silver late to be in your top 20 <laughs> but right. uh, i just wanted you to watch that film i yeah. thought i thought it was i one of those films that you just don't get every day yeah it's a weird ass film yeah uh weirdly i expected this one to be in your top 20 so mm-hmm. don't disappoint me uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but here's a cool thing um the 2019 films continue okay because i watched a really cool film this week nice. and i'm like adrian's not gonna see it yeah if i don't do this yeah because it's too late in the year yeah there's shit going on oh yeah he's got to watch this film before the end of the year because cool. i think it's that good nice uh it's from Neon Films. It's a film called Monos. Okay. From uh, Colombia. Okay. Uh, Alejandro Landes. Uh, it's like Lord of the Flies, but more advanced. Okay. With some really cool, trippy shit going on. Oh, cool. I can't wait for you to watch this film. It's fucking great. Nice. I was so kind of blown away by this one. I was just like, this is, yeah, Adrian's got to watch this shit. Right on. So uh, it's on all your favorite iTunes, Amazon, all yeah. that stuff. Cool. Uh, so rent it, damn it. Watch it. Hell yeah. Everybody, tell us what you think of it. Yeah. I think it's that good. Right on. So we'll let Adrian tell us what he thinks about it next time. Yeah, we will for sure. And again, we do encourage people to join our movie club just by watching any of the movies we've selected in movie club. Um, and send us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. We've, we've read comments on the air before, and watch, it's always fun. Watch Fast Color, damn it. Yeah, watch Fast Color and tell us what you think. It's so good. And then leave a review for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... Do that. I just... 
fucking watch it. Just fucking watch it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. All right. Um, so that's that's Movie Club. Fast color. High, high recommend from both of us. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. So let's move on to our next part of the show. This is the lightning round. This is where we... Talk about the other movies we've seen between last episode and this episode. We just don't give them the full review treatment. Otherwise, this would be a five-hour show. Nobody wants to listen to that. Um, I I definitely don't. You definitely don't. We don't want to record that either. Barely listen to this to begin with. That's right. (laughs) Uh, I'll start us off because that's just how I wrote down all the movies. And it'll make it easier for people to follow. Cool. All right. Uh, First one I watched was Honey Boy, uh, written by Shia LaBeouf. And I forgot the filmmaker's name. (laughs) Shia LaBeouf, when he wrote this film, was in a mental institution. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He was going insane. Yeah. And he wrote a script. Yeah. This is a a really cool movie, man. Um, I guess the director, she's kind of her she's a music video director but she's kind of known for blending uh like realistic elements of life and fantasy and i think that's a big part of this movie is not knowing what's real not knowing what what's actually happening in shia labeouf's life i wish i had wrote her name down it pisses me off that i didn't yeah she deserves to be said oh yeah but um yeah supposedly uh when shia was going nuts he pissed all of his friends off to the point where nobody would talk to him Really? Except for her. Oh, really? And during the process of him writing, she was the only person talking to him. And they kind of like created the script together. Oh, really? And then it became really apparent that she was the only one who was going to be able to direct this film because she was so attached to it. And supposedly she, while filming, also really really shaped the performances because supposedly Shia is very hard to work with. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Once wore a brown bag over his head too. Was that Can Film Festival? Yeah. <laughs> uh, supposedly he's a, he's a bit of a hard ass, but uh, uh, I saw this one too. I quite enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Uh, if this actually is a true story, uh, Shia LaBeouf had a really weird childhood. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I And I think you know, you can make theories on what's real, what's not, but what's really interesting and fascinating to me is you may people listening may have heard of it, may have even seen it, um, but Shia LaBeouf plays his father in this movie, and uh, it's really interesting. Just like Adam Sandler, he just vanishes into this role and becomes this total sleaze bag. And uh, at the same time, I was rooting for him, even though he's a very bad father. He's like his chaperone and like looking out for him and stuff. But he does things and he says things that are just so outrageous. And you're just going, wow, how is he taking care of this child? Why is he being trusted to take care of this child? I know. And it's like uh, uh, the, the kid, uh, Noah Jupe. Right. Who's uh, also the kid in Ford versus Ferrari. He's oh, Christian, Christian Bale's kid in that's where Ford versus from. Ferrari. Okay. Um, he's really good in the film. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. To the point where he um, he is shy as equal. Yeah. And they, they, they bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. And they're really good. Shy is really good in the film. I love him. He's got this nice. incredibly bad haircut. <laughs> this yeah. like, this like, it's like uh, a skullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Long in the back, short in the front. Yeah, man. Uh, with, yeah. A, with, with kind of a comb over at the same time. Yeah. It's kind of ugly. That's great. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a pretty damn good film. Yeah. Uh, I love this For one. what it is. It's yeah. it's not going to it's not gonna knock a lot of people over, but I, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm happy I got to see it. It. Oh yeah, 
It, it's awesome, man. I, I love this one to bits and uh, may not be the last time I talk about it this year. I'll just say that. Wow. Yeah. Um, no foreshadowing, sir. <laughs> That's right. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, next, I watched Dark Waters, a Mark Ruffalo film. It's about DuPont and how they how, basically poisoned us all. How, how uh, we probably shouldn't be using Teflon pans anymore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It poisoned the lands, killed animals, killed people. Gave people cancer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's Tried to cover it up. It's very, um, very sobering film. It, it's brutal, <laughs> isn't it? I watched it right after I finished a shift on Friday. Oh, jeez. And I was just like, at the end, I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? <laughs> Ruffalo is really good. He's awesome. He's always really good, though. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a good film. I just yeah. think it runs out of steam. It does. Yeah. It really does. Um. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it, it. I agree with you; it runs out of steam. But I, I thought it was really getting going again, and then it just ends. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, give me some more, man. Yeah, give me a sequel. But I would watch a dozen more of these Ruffalo versus versus uh, the world. Ruffalo films. versus Amazon. <laughs> that's next right. Year, let's see it. Yeah, take on Amazon, dude. Um, Dark, Dark Prime. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and who's the director again? Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a weird choice. It is. Yeah. Not not exactly a Tom Haynes. Todd Haynes movie. Do you remember at the twenty four hour movie marathon we watched Far From Heaven? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Todd Haynes. That's film. right. That's, yeah. That's what he's kind of more known for. <laughs> yeah. I did notice uh, some shots that he's used in previous films and it for this one i thought it was kind of weird but i still appreciate it everybody's got to eat man yeah man. yeah i say uh yeah i'll watch a dozen more of these movies cool uh then i watched based on your recommendation britney runs a marathon and, and i enjoyed it, it <laughs> yeah. it's a good movie it's yeah i like pretty it light it, she's oh go ahead i, I think she's really uh, she's she's the main point of it yeah uh she's really great yeah uh the story gets a little convoluted it does yeah. but uh i, I kind of dug it yeah uh there's there's worse films that have worse image issues than this oh, film yeah. you know she she starts off as a as a woman who is out of shape and kind of gets shamed right and she's like fuck it i'm gonna do something about it and i like that yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah um anything that shows positive body image t to women mm -hmm. i'm cool with that yeah so yeah yeah um it, it's very light it is let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves <laughs> yeah. uh, but i i liked it yeah i think i think she's a star so oh yeah yeah there was there was one big issue i had with the movie and it it's just the formula aspect of of the character having to go overcome an obstacle at some point during the journey i thought that was handled like really poorly and it almost derailed my experience but they brought it back and i thought it was overall i'd recommend it <laughs> i like the uh the indian guy he's awesome he's awesome he's in pitch that, perfect that guy's a star too he is he's awesome yeah yeah he should be in more stuff yeah uh, i really liked him in this yeah uh what else have i been watching oh um tv stuff real quick the mandalorian i'm really enjoying that are, are you caught up nope no dude okay yeah but i've seen all of Watchmen. and that's all that, oh, that's all, shit. That, all that counts i need to i need to start that show damn it uh servant i'm still really enjoying that that's a m night Shyamalan apple tv plus show very tension filled a lot of mystery and yeah i'm really enjoying it nice 
I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. One night, Sarah and me were browsing movies on iTunes, and then we saw The Death of Dick Long was available on iTunes. We bought it on the spot and watched it right away, and she loved it, and I loved it. And it's so much fun watching it a second time. So, <laughs> highly recommend The Death of Dick Long, and that, that's all my lightning round stuff. And this is how you remind <laughs> me. Hell yeah. <laughs> That you can't beat the musical cues in that movie, dude. Like, uh, oh my god, it's incredible. Yeah, it opens and closes with awesome music cues. Yeah, such a fun film. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we talked about Honey Boy. Right. It's good. Yeah. I watched uh, the new Makoto Shinkai film, uh, Weathering with You. Okay. The guy who made Your Name. Oh shit. Uh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. The guy doesn't make bad films. Uh, Tokyo is going through a massive rainstorm. It just doesn't stop raining anymore. And uh, this girl is the key to stopping the rain. She has the ability to make the sun come out. Okay. And uh, uh, what will happen? I'm not going to ruin it. Right. But it's it's an anime, so you know there's like a boy and yeah. there's love and there's <laughs> okay. stuff happens. Yeah. It's really lovely. Cool. It's not as good as your name. Yeah. But few things are. Yeah. <laughs> there may never be another no. anime as good as your name. But the thing is, is that this movie's also made a ton of money in Japan. Oh, cool. Shinkai is like an industry now. Hell yeah. He's like the biggest animation person in the world now. That's that's awesome. Like it's, This movie's made close to $200 million worldwide just <laughs> in Japan. Damn. Uh, yeah. Shinkai's the man. Hell yeah. Uh, Weathering With You opens in January. Okay. Plays here on January 15th at Silver City. Oh. Wow. In case you want to watch it. Yeah, hell yeah. Or I can hook you up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I watched uh, oh, Jumanji, The Next Level. Oh, no. Which was one of my, the first one was one of my f- worst films of the year. Uh, I really hate Kevin Hart. Yeah. And I'm starting to really hate Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Because every fucking film has to have Kevin Hart in it. Yeah. Even like the stupid small ones has to have Kevin Hart in it. Yeah. Uh, this one is not as bad. It actually kind of has a couple of laughs in it. Okay. It's it's, it's, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not for me. I know this. I probably yeah. shouldn't have watched it, but I still did. Yeah. It's not as bad. It's still just not very good. Right. Not my film. Okay. You might love it. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So what? Uh, I watched Richard Jewell, the new Clint Eastwood film. Oh, right. You know what? It's watchable. Yeah. Richard Jewell had a really bad time for about a week. Yeah. He was accused of being the bomber in the Atlanta Olympics. Right. And he was a security guard and uh, he was in the area and he wasn't very smart. We'll say he was a little slow. Right. Mentally. Yeah. And he got caught up in something that wasn't really his fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guy who plays uh, Richard Jewell, Paul Walker Hauser, is really good. Cool. Uh the movie is all about him, and he does a really good job. Cool. Uh, it's a watchable film. You, you're not gonna. There's something in it that's not watchable. Yeah. Uh, the Olivia Wilde character hmm. supposedely is a fake character, or the, st- the stuff she does is fake. Yeah. She trades sex for tips. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, she's she's a, a news reporter. 
Right. And supposedly it didn't happen. Right. Like everybody's fucking freaking out I, about it. And that reporter is no longer around. To, too. like, say if she did or not. Yeah. So it's kind of bad. Kind of spearing her name. Yeah, yeah. Not cool. Not the best look. No. Re- research your shit. Yeah. Uh, but it's still a decent film. I, I, I'm, I'm just watching the film. Yeah. I'm rating the film. Yeah. No, I'm not rating the stuff around it. Yeah. It's, it's an okay film. Uh, I watched Black Christmas, which is so much more of an Adrian film than me. <laughs> and I didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, Imogen Poots is in it, and she's awesome. Oh, I love her. Yeah. It's it's, it's decent film. It's, okay. it, I, I didn't have, really have a problem with it. Um, it's, it's fun at times, but um, it's just, you know... Don't, don't pay money to watch it. Watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Six months from now. Yeah. And we'll call it Black Christmas the Summer Edition because yeah. that's when it'll be on Netflix. Yeah. I want a rewatch of uh, Little Joe. Okay. A movie I saw at VIF. Damn, man. I love this film. Uh, it's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers with plants. Oh, what? It's so fucking good. <laughs> it's still got like the best score of the year. Nice. The score is so freaking great. It's eerie and freaks the shit out of me. Nice. I love this film. It was so cool at VIF. Like, all my friends who saw it thought it was, like, amazing. Yeah. But nobody else was talking about it. Damn. It was like we, we like, discovered this film mm-hmm. that nobody had seen. Wow. And uh, we all loved it. And did it. Did it play anywhere else? I think it played Fantastic Fest. Okay. But I don't think anybody saw it there either. Damn. I don't know. Huh. I loved it. Right on. It's on all your, your favorites, iTunes, all that okay. stuff. Oh, cool. That, it's really cool. Nice. Uh, it's surprisingly good. Nice. One, one of the shocks of the year. Yeah. And, uh, fuck. <laughs> yes. So last Friday night, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's watch the Michael Bay film on Netflix. Yes. Six Underground. <laughs> costs $150 million. And the first five minutes of this film, there is a shot where no shot lasts more than like 1.5 to 2 seconds long. Okay. It's like boom, 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 boom. All so, cuts. So it's not 1917. No, no. <laughs> like this film is, it's it's like the, the Michael Bay orgasm of like yeah. Michael Bay films. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Pe- people love this shit. Me too. And I just don't. I love that I, shit. I just don't love stupid action films. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in this. Yeah. Melanie Laurent is in this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Franco's in it. Yeah. Uh, just it, People I like. <laughs> it looks really good. Like, he knows how to shoot a film, but man, yeah. fuck you with your stupid cuts. <laughs> it's just so... ADD, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I can't stand it. Yeah. And the plot's really stupid. Yeah. But, uh, you know, whatever. I hope you like it. Yeah. Not my thing. You know, there's a bit in Transformers, the first Transformers, the, the only great Transformers movie. Great? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, I love that movie. Dude, you're on crack. It's so good. Megan Fox, Shia LaBeouf, come on, man. The opening sequence is incredible. But do you remember when the Transformers are all crashing down into Earth and that, that one kid's running? He's like, this is awesome. It's, it's better than Armageddon. <laughs> like, that right there is me. Like, I'm that little boy and I'm still that little boy. I don't mind admitting You mean with all the Transformers are like falling and you can't tell them apart because it's yeah. so fucking poorly shot? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, okay. That, that's great. <laughs> that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought the first one was more competent than the other ones. And... Giant metallic thing number one. Yeah. Giant metallic thing number two. <laughs> the, uh, the commentary thing is 
It's fantastic. It's one of those things that hasn't aged well. He talks about the first time they made Optimus Prime. And he fired the guy who designed Optimus Prime. Because it was like... I think I may be speaking out of turn here, but I'm just trying to remember the commentary, which is coming from Michael Bay. Which I, I, was, I was just about to say. It's coming yeah, from I'm, Michael I'm, Bay. I'm sure you're good. Apparently, apparently, uh, Optimus Prime and the Transformers are held in high regard in Japanese culture, uh, like with fans of Transformers. And uh, one guy in the back of the room freaked out and was yelling and screaming, uh, a Japanese man, he was pissed off about Optimus Prime. And Michael Bay was also pissed off, and he said he hired that guy to design optimus prime <laughs> so i thought that was a funny story i actually kind of want to go back and do that watch that commentary again optimus prime was never the problem of the transformers <laughs> films yeah it, michael bay yeah this is the problem yeah <laughs> he did not understand the source material or how to make films he did in the first one though the first one's awesome yeah oh michael bay has made one good film He's made several. And it was by mistake. Which one? Armageddon? No, Pain and Gain. Oh, Pain and Gain rules. Yeah. That's like his version of uh, Spring Breakers. Yeah. It was It was just like something happened in that film that was like <laughs> magic and he just like forgot that he was making a film. It's, he, just, it's just not a Michael Bay film. Yeah. He he did accidentally make a great movie in, yeah. in that movie. Like when Mark Wahlberg's like, looking tough and acting tough and, <laughs> and the rock being on cocaine the whole thing it's just pretty yeah. good yeah okay so eventually we're gonna do a michael we're gonna convert this to a michael bay podcast completely dedicated to michael bay wow it took an hour and something minutes to tell you i quit <laughs> <laughs> there's an idea for you the michael bay number one fan do that club. shit on twitch <laughs> that's right <laughs> I should do that, actually. Do a watch-along with Transformers 1. Yes. Which Adrian just said was great. It's a great movie, man. Oh, my God. It's great, dude. <laughs> Don't do so me, bro. <laughs> I'll do my uh, Shia LaBeouf. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway. Rick Wiki. <laughs> That's right. So clever. Oh, my God. So awesome. All right, so what do we have coming up? So, uh, December 20th. Do we have plans on December 20th? I the, don't know. The, the 19th i don't know are, are i we, don't think so are we are we uh are we doing something that night watching football maybe i don't know uh, <laughs> uh yeah so we're going to the 11 p.m show because i work till 10 sorry That's Adrian. Right. Yeah, sorry yeah. Adrian. uh of uh star wars rise of skywalker hell yeah uh are we gonna record a show after i want to okay i want to it's gonna be tough though because i work early the next day but uh we'll see i'll bring the recorder we'll see how it goes okay that'd be cool that's our tradition though yeah so except for when we don't see the movie together (laughs) that's true yeah we know we we did the main ones right yeah we didn't do like rogue one or i think we did Rogue One. i think we did actually did we i think so all i remember was the last jedi when you and your brother were like oh my god i'm just like that movie fucking sucked (laughs) yeah and then my opinion of it changed a bit after i watched it again as it should (laughs) (laughs) so yeah star wars uh it's gonna be big uh i can't wait it uh it's the ending of a trilogy yeah. So we'll see how that works. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Cats opens too. <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Furries uh, Unite. Like this, it's. Are you going to see it? I'm going to see it. I, I, I have to. I, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going with some people from work. Okay. Who are way more into it than they should be. Nice. 
Yeah, I don't quite get it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the trailer like legit makes me want to like punch things. Yeah, same here. Yeah. There's uh what what's his name? Oh, what's his fucking name? He's James in, Corden. James Corden annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, he does me too. And uh what's her name? Fat Amy. What's her name again? Fat Amy. Fat Amy. <laughs> she has this line, it pisses me off every time I see it in the trailer where she's like something like don't didn't they tell you not to mess with the crazy cat lady? But it's like nobody ever refers to a cat as a crazy cat lady. It's the lady who owns you know, 10 cats. And, you are overthinking this. And has three dead cats in her closet she doesn't even know about. You are overthinking this. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. Cats can't be the crazy cat lady. No, I just don't care. But I will see it. Yeah. For the podcast. For the podcast. Because, damn it, we're stupid. <laughs> we say that a lot, though, don't we? We're yeah. like, we'll text each other, like, ah, oh, for the podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I see it before you. Yeah. Because I don't want to see what you think about it before I see oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. It won't change my thoughts. I just, if you really like, don't like it, mm-hmm. I just w- won't want to see it at all. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and that's happened before. Yeah, I can't think of any examples, but there's been movies. Queen and Slim. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. fuck and that then, movie. And then on the twenty fifth, yeah, lots of movies open. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Spies in Disguise. What's that? It's an animated film. Okay, with Will Smith. Oh, who's a cop who gets turned into a pigeon? Oh, I'll be skipping that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, yeah. you want to see that? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if there's nothing else, maybe I'll see it on Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, little Women Opens. It's good. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Adrian's a little, <laughs> not as much as me, but. Not quite my tempo. Uh, 1917 Opens. It's fucking great. Hell yeah. Go see that. Go see it. Uh, Just Mercy Opens, which I saw at VIF. Okay. With, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, and right. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan's a lawyer defending uh, Jamie Foxx in the rural South. Racism. Ah. Brie Larson. Hey. Yeah. It's uh, it's good. It's not yeah. great. Okay. Uh, the acting is really good. Okay. Michael B. Jordan is really good. Jamie Foxx is really good. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I liked it. Cool. Even though it's super cheesy and you mm-hmm. know exactly what it is, <laughs> yeah. I still liked it. Yeah. Uh, shame on me. Uh, and I think we get the Malik. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, a hidden life. Yeah. Uh, which I saw at Viff. Also, it's really damn good. Mm-hmm. And I love me some Malik. Hell I'm yeah. curious what Adrian thinks. Cause Adrian likes old Malik. That's true. Adrian yeah. doesn't like new Malik. <laughs> That's right. And this is definitely well, new Malik. Tree of life was probably the last one I watched that I loved. So yeah, but what was that? That was like 2011 or something. Yeah, like and this one, this one has a script. Uh, it's so incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the score is amazing. It's 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 a different Malik film, but it's also three hours long. So okay, my um, I, I hope you like it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you'll tell me. <laughs> oh, for once sure. Once you've seen it, for sure. Uh, and that is it. Right on. We've seen most of the shit. Yeah. So we're like, as I said, we're really good. Yeah. And next episode should probably be our top ten list. I think so. Uh, 
top 20. Yeah. <laughs> we always say top 10, yeah. but it'll be top 20. Probably. But we'll give you our top 20 for yeah. sure. And it's something we look forward to. It feels like, uh, for us, it's like our Super Bowl kind of thing. And it's always fun because like you, you never know what kind of curveballs will come your way. You'll never know when I leave certain movies off the list or if I rate uh, Annihilation or Blade Runner too low. <laughs> stuff like that bastard. <laughs> such a bastard yeah but the thing is those are two movies i really want to watch again because uh i think i only saw them once wow so wow yeah wow this is why uh, this is why my lists are definitive they weren't that good anyway oh, <laughs> bastard both made my top 10 list each year they came out bastard. i'm just i'm just bugging bill but um yeah we look forward to it we look forward to hearing a uh, friendly reminder you know if you want to share your top 10 list if you're a close friend or a listener who just tunes in and listens once in a while send us your list on twitter and uh we'd love to share it when we record that show because we've made that kind of a tradition get a list from our friends and anybody else willing to share but maybe if you have jumanji in your top 10 probably don't send it (laughs) or use a fake name (laughs) that's right because i might get brutal (laughs) okay i have no shame that's right i will call you out bill will call you out for the terrible person that you are that's right no shame you're everything that's wrong with this world. <laughs> You're the reason Jumanji made $100 million. That's right. That's right. Bill saw it. But Even though I paid money it. for it, too. <laughs> that's right. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Bill played no part in that, even though he did. I actually used scene points. Nice. Yeah, I, there... could, I honestly could not pay yeah. for that movie. I actually... Oh, on that topic, you probably heard the news. Cineplex got sold to some UK company. Today. Did they? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So hopefully they have a movie pass thing. Th- they do. Nice. So that'll. Pr- I think they said the deal will close probably by midsummer next year. Cool. So, but yeah, all Cineplex needs is like a movie pass thing where you yeah. pay. Like, I don't. I'll pay like fifty bucks a month. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I will see. F- 30 films yeah but uh yeah. Give, give me an option just to have a movie card yeah 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 draft house has one now yeah i saw that yeah it's awesome get yeah. some butts in the seats man you guys are up against netflix stop fucking around yeah, pretty much <laughs> if you if you refuse to innovate you will die yeah exactly yeah. adapt or die yeah anyway that's uh but yeah, if you made it this far through, thank you for listening. Uh, I guess we should tell people where they can find us online. You're on Twitter. I am uh, at SoundJam69. Say hi. And I'm also on Twitter. I'm at Adrian underscore Charlie. And the show has a, has an account. It's at the green underscore screen. And be sure to throw us some, uh, some subscriptions and some comments and ratings on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, anywhere you can find a podcast. I do get emails every month of a podcast. A service that scans the platforms for reviews. And uh, it's been a while since, we, since we've received one. Pimp your Twitch. Oh, yeah. And uh, throw check me out on Twitch. I do broadcast uh, three nights a week. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's twitch.tv slash the crow show. And uh, there's no W after crow. It's a C-R-O. 
So it's the Crow Show. Adrian going into his 120th hour of Death Stranding. <laughs> I've played a lot of Death Stranding, man. I'll be I'll I'll be like a hundred hours in, being like I'm almost finished. Nice. I love that game so much. It is out there, man, and it's so cool. It's so it's so plugged into the world we live in right now, and I love it so much. Kojima is a mad genius. And <laughs> I hope that he makes movies. I hope that's what he does next, because I'll fucking be there, dude. Edibles. <laughs> lots of edibles <laughs> he's definitely on something man and uh it, it's been a really cool experience like i actually feel like a bit of closeness to norman reedus uh, in a weird way because he's playing a character but it's i've spent like 80 hours with him so far <laughs> and uh played this through this world uh with norman reedus as my amazon package delivery guy hack the planet hack the planet it's so good (laughs) check out death stranding if you haven't uh but yeah if you made it all the way through here thank you so much for listening we appreciate you and we'll talk with you next time peace